You're listening to Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Check out Bobby's dates at robertkellylive.com. August 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th, he'll be in Denver, Colorado at Comedy Works. And on August 17th, he'll be at Uncle Vinny's in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Don't forget to support all the great sponsors of YKWD, Amazon, Gamefly, and of course, Tweaked Audio Earbuds. Uh, Go to iTunes, leave a five-star review for the show. Tell everyone, tell your friends how much you love the show. Spread the word. YKWD! All right, here's the deal. This podcast is the one that I did up in Just for Laughs, Montreal. You know, they asked me if you want to do my po- your podcast up here. I said, yeah. I didn't know what it entailed. I didn't until like days before. I, You know, nobody gave me any information. They asked me what I wanted. I said, you know, four microphones. I, I They gave me a list of people who were going to be up there. So I chose a bunch of people off the list, thinking that not everybody could do it. They never got back to me and confirmed or, you know, whatever. So, you know, I did 30-something shows up there. That was crazy. I did the Nasty Show, the Dating Show. I had my own hour show. I had the gala. I had a bunch of other shows in between. And then we had this uh, podcast, which I was real excited about. And... uh Turns out everybody said yeah that I asked. We get there. Uh, and then, you know, there's people that were up there like Amy Schumer and some other people, Bert, and, you know, people that I love that uh, I would But I just didn't have the fucking room. And, you know, I show up. There's only four microphones, four chairs. I asked them to get, you know, six microphones, six chairs. They did what they could. Um, I don't know. It was a crazy fucking clusterfuck. Um, you know, fucking around, busting balls, screaming and yelling, funny stories. Pete Corielli, Gary Gullman, Kurt Metzger, Joe DeRosa, Amy Schumer, Colin Quinn. It was crazy. They all stopped by. I don't know what to make of it. You may, you tell me. Email me, ykwd at riotcast.com. I don't know. I thought it was fun. Some people said it was, you know, I don't know. Some people got mad. Every, you know, other people like, it's the best. It was fucking awesome. Everybody loved it. It's the best podcast up there. There was a live studio audience. It just, if I do it again, it's going to be three people and a studio mic for people to ask questions. I didn't know... I've never done that before up there. I didn't know what to do. I wound up sitting in the shit chair on the end. I didn't know where the fuck to go, what... It was crazy, 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 crazy. Um, so, there you go. Just for laughs. You know what, dude? Podcast in front of a live audience. Kind of a clusterfuck of craziness. But uh, you make of it uh, what you will. Okay? Enjoy. Hey, gang. This is Colin Quinn. This is Jim Norton. This is Dennis Leary. This is Opie from a lot of things. This is Burt Kreischer. Stan Cook, and you are listening to Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? You Know What, Dude? You Know What, Dude? <laughs> Ippy-bippy-baya, ippy-bippy-boo. Dippy-dippy-daya, yabba-dabba-doo. Dude! This is Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? You Know What, Dude? How you doing, all right? Thank you for coming. All right, that's enough. Let's bring the expectations fucking down. We're in a side ballroom. The lights are too fucking bright. 
And uh, I got a great show, though. I Actually, they gave me a list of people to pick from, and I picked from all of them, and figuring that only two of my friends would say yes, and all my friends fucking said yes. This is going to be a clusterfuck. Because I'm, I'm not going to, because I have low self-esteem, and I, I'm not going to say no to anybody. And everybody on the panel is actually doing better than me in the business. So I'm just going to bring them the fuck up in order of importance in the business. So first up, no, Amy, not you. It's Colin. Colin. Just, Amy, just because of the keynote. If it wasn't right after the keynote, it would be you. <laughs> Colin Quinn, everybody. Amy Schumer, everybody. Pete Corielli, everybody. Kurt Metzger. Joe, not you. Gary Goldman, everybody. And Joe DeRosa. If it was order of friendship, you would have been first. Sit down. We. You can't talk to the you're microphone, not important. Joe. You get a chair, you get one of the other ones. Is this? Yeah. Where are you going? No, we got a chair. Can we get Joe a chair? We got a chair. I sw- <laughs> what what Joe the deserves fuck? A chair. people at A? <laughs> Can I get a microphone? <laughs> Joe. No. I, you know, the only We're reason why I did that potential. is because Goldman was in the back room. I didn't see him. If I Joe, saw him, it would have been Goldman would have been before Corielli. <laughs> Joe, you're like the driver of the stage. Look at that little driver's seat over there. <laughs> what? I was with this. I was with this. <laughs> pot. We're the real, you know what, dude? Fans in this There's room. There's two of them. The, you and me, cocksuckers. Are you a They're fan? They're big fans, but they didn't grab, know to clap. Grab a button on the way out, son. Oh wow. Dave, Dave were you? You were into it from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. How you feel about that? I helped you. I feel sad. I was there from the jump. I was the Pete Best of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Before I was ousted I just, and replaced yeah, yeah. by Ringo Starr, Dan Soda. Here's, here's the thing. You thought you could go and do a solo album like fucking uh, Aerosmith. You and didn't do a failed. solo album. What now you're back. Mean? Aerosmith is a band. That's yeah, a but band. What's his name? The, the fucking guitarist. I forgot. Oh, Thank you, Colin. You'd know. Uh, what's different. the truth? He was part of your cast uh, and then he left? I'll like- explain what happened. Okay, this is how this whole thing started, okay? <laughs> I started doing the show on my iPhone by myself. Then I had Joe DeRosa come to my apartment, and we did it. And we talked what about... What do you mean you did it? We did it. <laughs> we did it, and we did a show. I've heard of Pete Best. Talking to the mic, asshole. It doesn't work. Oh. <laughs> well, get that Hello? fucking Dutch oh, twink now. to get it together. Oh, my God. You good? Dude, oh. these are just glitches, dude. Whitey Bulger's boys just came in. <laughs> 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 Who? What the fuck are they? <laughs> Yeah, sit in the back. I'm we don't need people in the front. Make it more uncomfortable. <laughs> Does it work now? Those guys are here me? to fit right, us thanks, for track man. suits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, first stinker of the day. Joe should have to move his chair closer to the end of the stage. Every, after I, every. So here we go. Me and Joe started this. Joe left because he thought he could do his own podcast, which you guys are all fans. Oh, wait, it doesn't exist. What was it called? I didn't leave to do my own podcast. What would you leave because? I movies. I left to, exactly. I left over creative differences and to pursue other opportunities like when Ron Howard left Happy Days. Wow. <laughs> Ron Howard didn't leave Happy Days to do Richie Cunningham the sitcom. He went on to be a fucking genius. Thank See, you, Colin. As we Thank know, you very much. There are no fucking geniuses here, asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quoting Colin. Really. Did everybody see the Colin Quinn keynote? Okay, Ooh. right now, let's be honest. Ooh. What'd you think? Awesome. Yeah, I loved it. Loved it. And I Thanks. told him already. Unfucking believable. Uh, you did a great I job. I just wish your plane Thanks. ride was a little Thanks. longer because then it would have been a little more organized, right? My what? Yeah. Because obviously it was written on the plane. Good point. <laughs> no, I felt like the guys, the last couple of years, they got it. They came in from L.A. so they had more time to uh, be on the plane. Me and Amy were sitting together on the plane, and Norton was farting behind us the whole time. Norton uh, should be in jail. Couldn't even relax. Can I tell you what Norton did to me? This is what a piece of shit my friends are. He's like, "Can I use your room? I got to go to the bathroom." I'm like, "Yeah, here's my key." Oh, <laughs> what? Wait, what? Wait, I know, I fucked up again. But wait, wait. So I go, I go. Here's my key. He goes. No, I'd like you to take me up. I go, why? He goes, take me up because I, I don't want to demagnetize the key. I'm like, it's not going to happen. 
So I bring, he makes me bring him up because he's an asshole. I let him in my room. He goes, thanks, you're a good friend. And I go downstairs. I go back up to my room and it smells. <laughs> he shit so bad. <laughs> uh, I took a picture of it. No. He left it. He left it. I, I, don't, I think he's sick. I'm not, I don't think he's good. He should be in jail. Right. No, that's my shit. <laughs> okay. I don't know how... Listen to me. I don't think that's healthy. Oh, God. Let me see, Bobby. It's not healthy. Didn't Norton take a dump it's, on the it, plane it's, yesterday? It's bigger than him. I'm not. Look, I can't. It's just, look, just no, look. No, I'm not. Just I look. can't. I'm not being For pressured. The, I'm hungover. I'll throw up. Just look real the quick. The only two people whose farts ever made me throw up were you and Norton. Uh, my fart? Oh. Yeah, you farted one time, and you could, like, <laughs> see it. Like, you could, like... <laughs> it's like the fog monster from Lost. <laughs> And Norton, I, I could have thrown up on the plane yesterday, no problem. One time, it was in, beyond in, the pale. In Vegas, Norton and his girlfriend were in my room. We were supposed to go down for a sound check, and I go, I just got to go to the bathroom. So I'm in the bathroom. I hear them giggling. It's him and his girlfriend giggling. So, and then they hear the door shut. And I come out, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I smell shit. He's shit in my barrel. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean your barrel? And he, the barrel in my hotel room. He What's pulled his pants down and shit in the barrel. What? But th- that's barrel? fucked up. Garbage but he did it in front of his girlfriend, girlfriend and he kept her. It was it was a western he kept themed hotel. It was a western themed hotel. They had barrels. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, What's a barrel? Like, what <laughs> do you mean? A barrel. The fuck you? It's a wastebasket. Are you that fucking rich basket? now? You don't know what a barrel is? I don't. A wastebasket. Do you guys know? Oh, a that's barrel. A, a garbage can. You could wear if you get poor. Yeah. Who calls a garbage can a barrel? That sounds like a rich person a would use a barrel as a garbage can. You really were raised in a hopper commercial, weren't you? <laughs> you guys really don't say barrel. No! What the fuck? Who said? Who knows what the a fucking barrel. barrel is? This is the first oh, time in my on. life you know I've ever heard that used. I know what a barrel is, but I'm going to leave you hanging for making me sit in this chair, you fucking you know cocksucker. <laughs> Have the chair, DeRosa. No. It's never enough. No. It's never enough no. for you. I if the management isn't good, the agent isn't good, my friends aren't good, <laughs> sit in the fucking chair. Main stage, Let your me. fucking show, DeRosa. Go ahead. You know what, DeRosa? Sit the fuck down. Let me. All right. Yeah. Yeah, take over. You like Bobby sucker. said, I left his podcast to start my own. Welcome to Joe DeRosa's podcast, episode number one. Uh, welcome. I'd like to welcome my guest. Let me tell you this fucking guy. This is what a friend I am, and this is how he turns on you. Amy, what are you evil talking? fucking Amy Schumer is in the back room back there. Bobby goes, dude, I'm going to call you up one by one, Okay. <laughs> So we go, okay. Amy goes, let's just leave. Let's just, everybody fucking leave. And he'll be up there by himself. I go, that's too mean, Amy. I can't. I walk up to Bobby. I go, Bobby, Amy was trying to get us all to leave. I can't I do it. It's too out. mean. Snitch. That's why you're yeah. the least important showbiz person. <laughs> I get his back. He goes, dude, thank you, man. Can you send a tweet out about the show, please? And I send a fucking tweet out. And then you use me at the butt oh, that's of why your it's furniture joke. By the way. Gary Goldman goes, oh, Joe's tweeting about the show. That'll really put us over the top. <laughs> yeah, here's the guy that Joe got right here. <laughs> Thank you for coming. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you for coming. Jeremy Hotz's brother. <laughs> fucking Joe DeRosa's tweet. <laughs> what the fuck? Look how fucking comfortable you are. That's right. Uh, you fucking alternative lead crossing asshole. <laughs> this is his gala. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He came up specifically to do this. <laughs> the, Joe has no other shows. No he, other shows. He came up to do a fifth floor podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not the fourth, the fifth. Oh shit. Oh. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, uh, Pete Corelli and myself just had babies. Um, you look like you're still yeah. carrying it. <laughs> really? You gotta yeah, yeah deserve more. You Simple need to get back in a black chair. <laughs> <laughs> this show, it's hard. 
I'm not. I'm. I'm fat. So what? You hid well in the big black chair. The white one's killing you right now. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> Take oh. this chair back. Yeah, no, you I'm need not. to get back in here. Go back. You should be in the middle. You, it's your chair. I'm not. I like this. This is like, like a the panel like from a Alien that fucking, blends in, blend right into the chair. Yeah, this again. is like a fucking Donahue. I'm here. This is uh, good. I get to right. see all your faces. Um, I'm fat. Yeah, so what? I'm, 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 this is, I'm fat again. I'll be, I'll be skinny again. I'm not as skinny as you, Pete. Well, <laughs> listen, I'm just saying, man. The what? chair is exhausted right now. This one is more your suit right here. You're like Did breathing. You that's, oh. not a, that's not comfortable who, for the host. Who, who just went, oh, that's actually more insulting. <laughs> <laughs> That you feel bad. Take mine. Sit next to Joe. I'm not sitting there. No, you guys need to make up. I don't want to talk to there. Colin about First, the speech. Go sit down. Come with back your over. Fucking gorgeous right, body. Get, dude, please. <laughs> you what are you thin, man? What? You, know, you I are may, thin. I may be fat, but I'm not the fattest guy on the panel. Who is? <laughs> I may be the fattest guy, <laughs> but I'm I, I'm proportioned. I'm, the, I'm at least I'm proportioned, yes. unlike some people. You're saying I have a worse body than you. You are Kurt. <laughs> Kurt's body isn't that bad. His you guys look like the same cartoon artist draw, drew you. <laughs> and he wasn't that good. <laughs> what? Kurt's, did you hear that uh, Joe got stopped by the cops yesterday? They pulled him over on the no shoulders of the road. <laughs> <laughs> You should have done that one in the fucking speech. You know what? Hey! Yeah. Yeah. You got that? heckled. Did that fucking make you mad? Yeah, it did make me mad. Oh, well, okay, then we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> you really got mad? I got mad. I didn't know it was, I didn't know it was Todd. I didn't know I knew something. I thought it was just some, you know, upstart. What okay. did they say for anyone who couldn't hear? Because I couldn't make out. I was what trying was to say something about Andy Kinlan, and he goes, somebody goes, "Fuck Andy Kinlan." I was like, "Shut, you know, just shut your mouth, fucking idiot." That wasn't really a heckle, though. It was Todd Glass, who I know for a hundred years. But that's not even a heckle. You got a little hopped up, man. We were just having fun with you. Sorry, Pete. I didn't mean to make it awkward for you at the goddamn. No, for Pino. yourself. You said you got hopped up. I'm wearing a fucking suit. I come up. Looking at my notes, like you said, on the plane, and then somebody just jumps in my grill right immediately. It was a bit much for me. Let's admit, though, you're half committed to the suit, like yeah. Phil Collins' album. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was on, but like, there was like yeah. a fucking gotta, t-shirt and shit. I, I got to talk into his good ear. All right. <laughs> uh, he said like a Phil Collins album. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get you it. Were I was half committed. Well, there was no tie. This, yeah. this, you, you know, it was in. like... You're in. Fact, you Phil Collins like, you commits like, fully to his You look like you were in work. the hour of the office where everybody goes, guys, we better order in. It's going to be a long night where you untuck the shirt. That's how I look. I can't help it. That's how I look anyway. Who told you not to tuck it in and wear a tie? Why did you do that? I, d I, I made that decision. Did Patrice teach you how to wear a suit? <laughs> oh. oh. Too soon. Cool. This one guy was really... That's not cool, fucking giant eyes. It's not fucking cool, Kurt. <laughs> there was 10 million meter things in that. You got fucking Rodney Dangerfield eyes. Hey, you don't want to make the fucking, <laughs> the fucking giant French Canadian with a scab on his knee Yo, mad. What happened to your knee? It's personal. It's wow. personal? We don't have boundaries, so I was like, what is he? The back. He's got a personal. hat on the other knee, so you can't see the equal, the equal rug part. Dude, first of all, I'm God not fucking it. with him, oh, Joe. I'm, I, I you know what? Personal's yes. personal. That's him. That Whatever really you got to do, buddy. <laughs> what happened to your knee, Pat? He doesn't want to talk about what happened he to his He doesn't want to talk about it. Guys, why don't we move the fuck on? All Leave right? the French serial killer John Mulaney alone. <laughs> <laughs> you, what are you? Lesbian. <laughs> I'm not fucked. Do you really have another scab on your other knee? No, I, I thought I was covering it up. Oh, God. Oh, you really you that stupid? You put the scab. fucking hat on the wrong knee. <laughs> what happened? You're not from. What are you talking about? We're gonna fuck England? you. Oh, are that's you English, me. like Ash English, or the old English? What? Why? What, why what are you more embarrassed by the gray socks? Yeah, that was. Uh, that was a very excellent question. I can't believe that we went from pulled fucking up, turning on each other to cats. fucking attacking he's this like a poor nice guy. <laughs> he's front center. He's obviously a fan of the show. Yeah, dude. You know what? I'm gonna leave you alone. Okay. He You'll was here during Colin's thing, getting ready so we could get a seat. Nothing. Guys, leave Christopher Robin out of this. <laughs> Who? Winnie the Pooh? Remember the kid in Winnie the Pooh? Is anybody <laughs> the Winnie the Pooh kid song. Right, well, you did a Winnie the Pooh reference? That's right. Classing this joint up. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, here's the deal. I thought your speech was amazing. I thought it was great. I mean, you fucking stammered a little bit here and there, but I don't think that would be without you. <laughs> but that's I mean, the flavor. According that's to Colin, Colin Quinn, Quinn, that's where the flavor is in the fact. That, he's definitely a flavor. That's right. And you don't judge a keynote speaker by one keynote set. Didn't you fucking hear that? <laughs> <laughs> you got to okay. see him. You got to see that keynote bomb five times before you can pass on him. So he'll be giving that tonight at the St. Denis. You should have ended on the other one. I know. I, greedy. I gilded the lily again. I thought it was good. I mean, this is the deal. You did, like, you did go off on some tangents, yeah. and then you just, you, you, you didn't, it, 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 Whoa. it didn't go anywhere. Like, you kind of went over here, and then you went, ah, fuck it. But that's you. But that's listen, what I love about you. Listen are to you it now. Are you giving him a compliment or what, what's happening? Apparently that's you too right now. <laughs> well, I was trying to make you feel comfortable. But uh, I, I, uh, I really, it was fucking great. It was great to see. Because I've never seen a keynote. I've never seen the Andy Kindler thing. I've never seen any of that up here. So it was finally good to see a comic get up there and actually talk and speak on the behalf of us uh, and say shit that, you know, in front of industry and uh, comics and fans, what, uh, you know, what we all kind of think, you know? I think you had a little more to say about Tough Crowd, but you didn't get it out, right? Um, no, nah, I really didn't think that much. Talking to the you're mic. Right. If yeah. I, you're right. If I, uh, if I had really had a little more time, I would have thought more about Tough Crowd. Does it, does it fucking still burn you? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. Sure. Really? Yeah, it bugs me on general principle. Like, what do you mean? Well, because... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Because I just felt like everybody in fucking comedy, especially, but in all of showbiz, I'm getting mad thinking about it. But everybody in comedy is always talking about, oh, we want to do something that's more real, like more authentic. No. Tough Crowd had plenty of problems. I'm not saying it was the perfect show, but, and, um, but it was still moving towards the kind of reality type, you know, combination of, it was like authentic. So everybody always tries to pretend that, oh, we hate that fake comedy where everybody's always in a good mood and everybody's right. always smiling and trying to pull that bullshit. Well, there are plenty of miserable cocksuckers on that show that were being real. Right. And so I just felt like, you know, for whatever its faults are, there was, uh, you know, it's still you was a shame. Why did it get canceled again? Too black. Too... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they said the ratings, but I never bought that for a second. It wasn't ratings. the ratings. It's never the ratings. Yeah, it's never how many people watch the show. <laughs> Very rarely is it that, right? You don't. <laughs> I think it was ahead of its time. I really mean that. The I really gifts mean were. That. I think that. What'd you say? The gifts. When you do the show, you get good gifts. You got gifts and shit. Yeah, what it was fucking a gifts? Colin Quinn notebook, tough crowd notebook. Once wrote some of my best stuff in that black. You got a notebook? <laughs> I never got fucking gifts. Really? I'm a swag killer. Anytime I show up, the year before, they're giving away computers and puffy coats. I show up, you get a fucking hat with the metal thing on the back. Dude, my management usually gives a good gift. You know what they gave for Christmas last year? They donated to charity on my fucking behalf. Uh, I like that, that puffy charity. coat. Charity. That the is so selfish. I got, a, I got a star named after me by an agent once. If I look at certain coordinates, that star up there, apparently it's my fucking star. No one else is looking at that particular star. It's mine. Give me a bag, man. What the fuck? My my management gave me some good shit. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. You got that recorder thing that follows you around the room. Thing that spins around with the thing, and I got a five hundred dollar gift certificate to Apple. Oh, Oh, Joe, you got that. Yeah, but that was because we did comics come home. No, that was I got. That was because you were new. I got that for for Christmas too. Can I can I can I say something about Tough Crown? Please. I really did want to say this. I think the show was ahead of its time. I was talking about this yesterday. I feel like after the aftermath of the late 80s into the early 90s of comedy where it was Kinnison Dice, it was really raw, really edgy. I felt like people got burnt out on raw. And poems. And then all of a sudden... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and poems. Thank you for Gary for throwing the funny back into the podcast. Now back to Joe's fucking diatribe. Yeah, hold on. Come on. Hey. Why does everything at a comedy uh, festival have to be funny? Bobby. <laughs> That's what you say an hour on the road. <laughs> yeah. Joe, let Joe use his Carlin arm to just... <laughs> just for no, facts. But, but seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's Carlin arm. Because he has a shitty tattoo. That's nothing. <laughs> I know what, what I'm getting it covered up with, Go ahead. by the way. Uh, so here's... There was like this... And then all of a sudden, there was a swelling of... Everything was ironic all of a sudden and cute. 
and, and precious and charming. And that just kept growing and growing. And Tough Crowd came in the middle of that, and I think it was ahead of its time. People didn't, weren't ready to see that again. And I feel like now, especially with the, uh, the like, success of guys like Louis and Burr and Kevin Hart. One second. Pe- Amy, wake up. Oh, sorry. I, just, I didn't know Joe was still trying his hand at ranting. Don't play both sides of the coin. You That's how a host does, you motherfucker. <laughs> I'm hosting the. I'm, steer, I'm steering yeah. the fucking ship. Fucking, I got five alpha douchebags up here. All right. You're, you're just an abusive husband. It's just <laughs> boom, baby. I didn't want to hit you. You made me hit you. Come here. I'll buy you something, and then you smack me. You burnt the steak. Go ahead. The. The point is, is people weren't ready for it again now. But now you see guys like Louie and Bill and, and Kevin Hart getting fucking popping. And these are straight talking comics. And peop, this, this ironic, precious thing is going to pop now. And Tough Crowd now, I think, would have a real home and a, and a chance to fucking live. All right, can I just ask one question? Yeah. Bill what Moore about went off during Joe, that time, too. What, what? about um, shoes that you get, like, off a hook at Target? Will that... <laughs> Is that bubble going to pop? Hey, every time he buys one of those shoes, they give a pair of shoes to a kid in Africa. What do you have to say about what Joe just said? Um, it would make sense, except Bill Maher did not go off at that time. He stayed on. He was off for about six months. Yeah. No, but Politically Incorrect went off not soon. Did he go right into real time from that? How come he didn't go on HBO, well, though? How come he didn't go on a Showtime or sell it to somewhere else? How come he just let it die? Want it? None of them wanted it. Nobody did. You tried. Nobody wanted. It. Yep. Did they want it without you? Uh, Comedy Central tried to do it without me. Yeah. Really? Who did they try to do, do it with? A few times. Different people. Do you know and you don't want to say? Yeah. Yeah. What about the honest statement? The, remember the thing you just said on stage? Yeah. We got to be honest. Okay. Okay. Passed away. Are you happy now? Oh, fuck. Oh. I, I'm sorry. Oh, man. Joe. Wow. Jesus Christ. Show, show the audience yeah. the sneakers again. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys thought my rant thing from was bad. Oh, suit comment earlier. It was called Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn here. with Greg Geraldo. <laughs> this room is too bright. Yeah, it's too bright. <laughs> was it really Geraldo? Yeah. What, what, what the no, fuck? he made it up to be fucking funny. <laughs> Why would he make that? He Why would kill. that be the name that he threw out there? Killer. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to backpedal out of this, you asshole. <laughs> My favorite Bobby backpedal was I go, Geraldo. And he goes, this room is too bright. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Joe's speech clearly explained why you started to do the cast by yourself, Bob. <laughs> Look, it was long. It was long. I think we you know why it was long? Because people interrupted Dude, it with jokes every ten it seconds. A, it was a huge compliment to Colin Quinn, and even he got bored halfway through his own compliment. <laughs> did it you was get a compliment bored, to him, and he wanted it to stop. And how did little Kev get lumped in with Louis C.K.? Kevin Hart is... Yeah, yeah that is... Talk straight about Dwayne Wade's spending habits? I wish, like, pyrotechnic shot out of your hand after you said that. It's funnier than that. I'm just saying, I'm saying, he, he, he talks about... Look, oh, you were just saying. Whether, whether it's... You mean whether charging it's, $10 well, for well, half no, an whether hour it's your, Whether it's your taste or not, it's he talks about his life. He talks, he talks straightforward. There's no irony to any of it. Oh. And that's my point. Megastars in the late 90s into the early aughts, which means 2000 <laughs> to 2010. I want to uh, fucking yeah, throw up right now. <laughs> Did you just use fucking aughts? Yeah. That's the third time on my podcast. You, where you, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. Wow. I apologize. Amy. Amy. Oh. oh, that was great. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Joe. You made fucking Schumer walk out. You know how hard that is? Yeah. She's wow. hard Schumer dated fucking Jesselneck. <laughs> I said that just to irritate you, the Ots thing. Oh, and did? it worked. Yes. It fucking worked. Ots bugs the anyway. fuck out of me. Every, you know, I heard her walk in the crowd, but you walked a performer. She, <laughs> she was going to walk when she was out there. She was waiting for a moment to walk. And that when I was the I was the patsy. You were the only moment. You were the, the only patsy. one talking. Wow. It was the perfect plan, huh? Yes. 
But you know what I'm saying? That everybody, everybody that came out in the, in the late '90s through 2000, whatever. It was, yeah. it was all, it was, it was irony. It wasn't yeah, but guys going. Where do you this think, is my life? Where do you think comedy is right now? What is the most popular comedy right now? What is the next big thing? I think that is going Not to be you, the next big Colin. thing. I think that's going to be the next big thing. What? What I'm saying. I'm, what, like Bill Burr, Little Cav, story, th- there's a comics? Sur- there's a surge of realism coming back into comedy that we haven't seen in a long fucking time. Right, right. It just hasn't been around. Everything, Watch your language. Everything was cute <laughs> and flannel and, and, you know, everything was, everything was downtown. And, and right. I'm not saying I'm, I have any problem with downtown. any of that. Right. I'm just saying that's what everything was. That's where the focus was. I hate to say this, but Joe really is making some great points here right now. It is true that there's, there's tones in comedy. And where the tone, are you going? I'm getting my coffee. Oh, all right. I thought you were leaving too. Sorry. That, <laughs> Who I, the I, f- I, Dan, yeah, can, we no. do, can we do some headshots really quickly? <laughs> <laughs> these are like $300 a half hour. Let me get these. These will be free, right? <laughs> I never noticed that Dan Dion has point break hair. And we'll put that. <laughs> he really does look like a surfer that's about to have a heart attack. Oh. Dan Dion's got thriller hair. <laughs> these will go up at the Gotham, the original Gotham. Not his. No. <laughs> Damn it. I'm Is that the guy that today. does the Gotham headshot? Yes. Yeah, it's Dan. Yes. Thanks for putting mine up there. Oh. You would never book a shoot with me. You weren't, Whoa. you weren't wearing a sweatsuit. What does that mean? We got, I got to book it with you? you? You got in touch with me and we went back and forth. And you're like, no, no. And then you said something about your weight and then back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all. What, do you I, want it to go up? You think I want, as soon as I hit my, as soon as I hit my six show. skinny, me and you are fucking hooking up. I'm not going to let you fucking take this. You ever see the photo at the, head sh- uh, at the comedy cellar? No, it's me. It's right when you get off stage. It's me, probably around maybe 190, shredded, hair, gorgeous. Gorgeous. I'll vouch for that. I remember. Every time I walk off stage, one of these fucking assholes, if some girl, anybody's there, they'll be like, look, that's him. And then they point to me and they go, no. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the fucking, look it up here. It's a sad picture. The photos here, they took photos here from... Like seven years ago when I was in one of my skinnies, <laughs> and they use it to promote the fucking shows. So it's not even me. I took fat photos for now. <laughs> the fuck is funny about that? And then they still use the thin photos. It's a fucking annoying. How about to tell me the whole crowd leave after the show and look at your photo? Each one had to come by and look at your photo as they walked out the door. Yeah, they, they made everybody look at the thin photo, and they they point and they went ha 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 ha. Yeah, and they wonder why I get fat again. Because it's bullying. Who did that to you? Who did that to me? Yeah. These fucking assholes. G- Gary and Joe and no, I, no, I didn't do that. I've been nothing but nice Colin? to this guy, and the shit rolls downhill onto him, and then he kicks it down onto me. But you're I, angry at people pointing at your skinny picture, look, and then you give me the shitty chair at the beginning but that of the podcast. Well, now you get the fucking best chair, and you won't shut the fuck I know, up. I'm joking, Bob. That doesn't. Needed that money to get the holy Karen. That doesn't explain why you were giving Bodie Miller a hard time about taking your pictures. Bodie Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Bodie? Point, point Break, everybody. Oh, point oh, Break. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> The character uh, played by the late oh. Patrick Swayze. I thought this was to be Sizemore undercover. Oh, Here's the deal, though. Quinn, you, you're a fatty, too, though. You go up and down. You're in a thin right now. Yeah. Yeah, you're having a good like run, being, man. I don't like being clustered in How right many now. fats do you got? Oh, I can't even count. Probably, you know, about 10 or 11. You got um, 10 or 11 fats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I remember I met you at a fat at the, uh, yeah. at the NACA conference. Oh, you didn't meet me there. We knew each other before. Well, we that, knew each other, but that's what we right. kind of bonded. For I wasn't even that fat there. I was just sweating from bombing, so I seemed fatter than I was. <laughs> I had a suit on, but I wasn't that fat. He had a purple. I just had a lot of neck fat right then. He had a purple suit on, like fucking Prince purple, and he was in front of three thousand students, and they had two Trinitrons on each side of the fucking stage, and he bombed. It was epic. <laughs> And I remember at one point he started sweating and on the Trinitron he turned his neck and it just folded and I saw sweat go into the fold. (laughs) It was so... And then he went, folks? (laughs) The thing that made me sickest about it was that I had never done... I had been doing colleges, you know, just booking college, make some nice money. And I had never done NACA where you get all these colleges at once 
but I got greedy. I was like, my agent goes, yeah, you should do NACA. I was like, yeah, I'm doing great at colleges. I'll do NACA. And I went there, and I just literally, it was like those cartoons where you see the dollar on the bird flying away. That's what I was seeing in my head while I was fucking bombing. What cartoon? Wow. I got no colleges. Dane Cook, who was not even that famous yet, he got like 60. They're lined up at his booth, like elbowing me out of the way. It was like a college convention, you know? Yeah, 3,000, 3,000, listen to me, 3,000 fucking students. That's hundreds of thousands of dollars in college money he would have made. <laughs> That's a lot he of purple made, suits. He made fucking zero. <laughs> I got no offers out of that. Between that and at the speech earlier saying you turned down Austin Powers, we've heard stories today of you losing millions. <laughs> That's nothing. I've lost a lot more than that. Believe me, I've turned down a lot of fucking, you know, just development shit for money. You know, I've never turned down anything. Me neither, man. Nothing. I'll go, I'll leave. I'll go outside for a 20. If there's a 20 on a table out there, I'll be I right I did a back. show at Manetta Tavern for 100 bucks on a table. Yeah. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah, these rich couple, they were like, uh, do the show. And I go, just come next door. They go, nah, we don't want to. Do it here. They're like, I'll give you 100 bucks. And I went, how you guys doing? Yeah, nice shirt. <laughs> Stood right on a fucking table. I got 100 bucks. I did, did. five minutes. A Manetta? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> give a shit. I, I had one years ago. It's, it's this classic of... What we'll work for and what we're worth yeah. are two completely different numbers. <laughs> like, I got a call once from my booker years ago going, you want to play a restaurant on your block in the back room on 78th Street, Upper East Side, little private party for a company. I go, man, it's going to suck, but it is my block. I go, <laughs> how much? And he goes, five, uh, three. I go, uh, 300 bucks? How long? And he goes, a half hour. I go, what the fuck? I'll do it. 300 bucks, half hour. And then he goes, dude, 3,000. And I go, what? 3,000? Holy shit. And then I pause and I go, imagine that guy heard this right now. He realized he could have had me for $2,700 less. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy? We've all done fucked up. Remember Bird did, Bird did a fucking bus. <laughs> he fucking did a bus. For fucking, he did it for all-star tickets. He had to be on the bus and stand at the yellow line as they were going to Yankee Stadium. Fucking yeah, fucking yeah. Probably fucking wobbling. A couple people pulled the fucking guard. Get me the fuck off this. Jesus Christ. I did a bar mitzvah. You did a bar mitzvah? For $200. Jesus Christ. I did a fucking bar mitzvah. What a cheap bar mitzvah. I know. Stand Up New York emailed me and they go, this lady's having a bar mitzvah for a kid uh, and they want you. We showed him a bunch of comics, and the kid wants you. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. It's so, always the worst when the kid picks you. I go like down. The it's always the worst. I go down and do it. They have it in this <laughs> nightclub. When the kid goes like this, Mom, my, we showed him a tape, and my kid liked you the best, so that's why we picked you. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go down to this nightclub. They're doing this in the nightclub in the, after, in the afternoon on a Saturday, and I go down. It's like these 13-year-old kids. They're dancing to club music. They get their first like hard-ons, yeah. and they fucking stop. In the middle of this Easy. magical sexual mystery they're entering into. And they're Whoa. like, all right, Joe DeRosa. And they, I have to go on stage. I, dude, I was bombing so bad. I'm trying to do crowd work with 13-year-olds. There I is can't no God. Yeah. No, God yeah. doesn't exist. I'm just telling yeah. you, kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, just, it's, not, it's not what it seems. Yeah. The analytical yeah. f- came to fruition and it yeah. shut the f- you kids, you kids ever worry if you died in your apartment how long before anybody found you? You kids ever worry about that? So I'm just fucking up there trying to do crowd work. I'm eating my fucking ass. I swear on my life, this is everything I'm about to say is true. The kid whose party it is walks up to the stage and he goes like this. He goes, The kid? I, I swear on my life. Oh. The and kid I, gave you the hook? Yeah, and I, he goes like this. And I lean down and I go, Yeah, what's up, buddy? And he goes, <laughs> Stick to your material. Like a, I swear to God, I'm not making that up. Oh. Swear to God, I get off stage. I'm literally walking. You fucking asshole! You stayed on stage. I did like I had to do like five more minutes. I needed the money. I knew it's your money. The uh, fucking what's your paid, yeah. The comic yeah. ego is fucking all powerful. Dude, I walk, I walk, I finish up, I walk off stage, I'm muttering under my breath about kids like it was a bachelorette party. He's a fucking asshole, man. Right? I swear to God, this other kid comes up to me, he's like twelve. 
He walks, nobody's looking at me. Nobody's looking at me. This 12-year-old kid walks up to me, he goes, hey, buddy. And I go, yeah. And he goes, you're funny. These kids are a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> I swear that's true. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. DeRosa, me and you back together. Thank you. We're back together. I missed you. I miss you, too. What, what was the worst gig you did, Colin? Before I say that, I just want to say, you know, Brian Posehn is here. And Brian Posehn, when he was on Tough Crowd, I've been reading this for years, is responsible for the fall of Nickelback. The band Nickelback, everybody traces it back to him trashing them on Tough Crowd. And then suddenly it was okay to trash Nickelback. And to this I love day, Nickelback. Everywhere you go, people trash Nickelback. Is that the, the band where the guy stands on a rock and... I thought that's Creed. Oh, Creed. I love Creed. You Sorry. Homo. <laughs> that's worse than Nickelback. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Creed's. Creed's. Yeah, what are you going to do? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure everybody in Nickelback hates Brian Poe. If they go online at all, they fucking hold him responsible for their fucking disrespect. You know, every, com- every comedian doing a college gig from like 2004 to 2011 is like, oh, fucking Nickelback. It was like, ah, ha, ha, fucking Nickelback sucks. They were like the go-to... <laughs> They were like the go-to band to trash in every college gig for like 11 years because of him on Tough Crowd. That's fucking, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Power. <laughs> Brian Posehn, everybody. But the worst gig, I bombed so many, so many times. The worst gig was he's in fucking Buffalo. They chased me out of town and fucking chased me with bats. De Niro's, De Niro was a bad gig. Oh, De Niro's, yeah, that was the worst. Did you say bats? Right. Yes, they chased me with bats. Like baseball bats? Yes, or actually slimy baseball bats. bats. They had a... But, but the happened? De Niro gig's the best. You know. the, the De Niro gig was... Yeah, because I was, did this whole gig for De Niro. It was his birthday party, and I just broke every rule in the book. His wife goes, you know, do you want to do just an impression and leave the birthday party? I go, no, you know, like I knew it was my destiny. Like, this is only like 10 years ago, so it's really <laughs> embarrassing. It's not like I was 23. And I just said it. I go, I'll do a full show of De Niro. I'll tell these stories. I'll do a whole thing. And I just went there, and in like 10 seconds, it just started to fall apart. <laughs> and I just thought, first I went up there and started trashing De Niro. And it, she was going to introduce me. I go, don't introduce me. I'll just, I'll go up, which is breaking rule number one of comedy. Even she understood, you know. <laughs> and I go, I'll just surprise everybody. You know, nobody knows me. And I'm just up there like Billy Crystal, Robin Williams, Whoopi Goldberg, fucking Chaz Palminteri, Chris Walken's all there. And I go, hey, Bobby De Niro, everybody. It's his birthday. They all sort of, it's like a dinner. It's still light out. And I go, you know, the this is his birthday. The sun was out? Sun's out, yeah. Oh, but it's God. like, you know, this kid's playing. It's like Le Cirque, this fancy restaurant. And I go, De Niro, he gained weight for Untouchables. He gained weight for Raging Bull. He's a method actor. Or maybe he's just is a fat fuck. Ooh. What the fuck? I go, oh, De Niro, you like to prep for your movies by going into character. How do you prep for uh, some whatever movie it was, like one of those Irish, Stanley and Iris. I go to do, look in the mirror and apologize to the audience for six months that paid to see it. <laughs> Boom. Oh. They boozed. Fucking turning on me, you know? Like, so then I turn on Chris Walken and uh, the other guys. I go, hey, Harvey Keitel, why don't you make yourself at home? Take off your pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke, though. It, what's that? Well, That's did. a good joke. <laughs> yeah, they, but, but by that part, they're, they're, who's this asshole at our dinner? They don't know there's a comedian. Like, if I let the wife introduce me, I might have had a fighting chance. You then think? I go into... What's that? You think? Well, at hey, least I would have a chance. With your open to being hate dinner, what, you could be just a fat fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point, but... Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then Christ. I go, Chris Walken, what are you doing here? I just turn on Chris Walken, he's there too. I'm like, well, you should be doing a cameo in an unwatchable independent movie. Boo, everyone turns oh. on me. <laughs> so then I go into... <laughs> I'm waiting for you to be like, then I dropped the end bomb and it got real bad. What question? What made you keep going? Because in my mind, I was thinking I'm meant to like De Niro's meant to be like, I had this whole image in my head, even as a grown man, I had this whole image in my head. Like I was doing comedy at the time. Every set I was doing great. I was in like a groove. And in my head I was like, you know, I'm meant to like work with Scorsese and De Niro and they, they never really probably even know who I am, but they kind of like comedians and I could fit in with their movies well. Like I just had this delusion in my head that I somehow in that three days of writing this material specifically for this roast, I thought this was where this would, my coming out party to be part of Scorsese and De Niro's crew. I mean, it's, I'm not proud of it, but I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> called and, Cindy Portier and Uncle Tom. And then fucking... <laughs> Scorsese wasn't even there. Oh my God. He wasn't? That should have been my first sign to abandon my, my strategy, but yeah. I kept going. I did this whole, 
story about my friend's brother that came back when I was a little kid. He came back from Vietnam, and then when Taxi Driver came out, it was his pinnacle. He ended up dying in a fucking... It was like a semi-funny... They didn't se- laugh at that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Vietnam sweat. Stories. I mean, you think I sweated that fucking NACA gig? I was covered. Oh and then the ending part... The only laugh I got the whole night was I pointed St. Patrick's Cathedral across the street from Le Cirque. And I go, I'm going to light a candle right after I leave here. And everybody laughed at that. And then the rest of the show was uh, me doing, I tried to do all these scenes from combining Goodfellas with a no, couple of other. What? Yes, no, I didn't. did. I swear to God. What the fuck are you, you doing? You did a morning radio? <laughs> you tried to it do. It was fucking uncomfortable. Can you do a people. scene right now, what you did? I can't remember, but it was basically like, um, I was doing, a, I, f- I forget what the concept was, but it was some concept. It was almost like a tribute to all his work combined. You know what I mean? Like, I can't remember. It was I had it all written out. So it was, tried it to was do a material. montage of, of De Niro's work. Yeah, it was sort of a montage with on a punch lines, table in a restaurant. But it was like punchlines. Right. Yeah, I'm standing in front of a restaurant, like everyone's just sitting there eating and fucking, Jeez. and it was just so brutal. It was you just know, unbelievable. I don't think that that's your fault, though. Honestly. Thanks, I really Joe. Don't. I really I appreciate don't. that. No, it's not because you do a situation. It's Harvey Keitel's like fault. They're ready. They're ready. They know. Here's my thing with that. They know who you are. They hired you. They're just, and they know you're joking when you go, hey, you're just a fat fuck. No, he could have been introduced. Fuck that. It's your fault. You no. had your yeah. set. Colin you got hired did. to do your comedy. You went and wrote. You no, they didn't even hire me to do comedy. Mean. She just wanted me to do my mediocre De Niro impression. because right. And you wrote it. a fucking the whole thing. And I just go, I'm, I was like Ralph Cramden. Yeah, I'll do better than that. I'm going straight for the name. Right. Thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, so, see, and when, when you no, started fucking roasting the greatest actors of our time, right. yeah, and they're literally going, "Who the fuck is no. this?" Scorsese was there. He was in the they bathroom. He came is. out. He saw you scorching the crowd. It's like I'm going to wait till the asshole leaves. Jesus. I mean, these are mean. You're never but, that mean, but we've bro. But we've all, we've all done shows like that where you do... Like, I just did a corporate thing for a bunch of guys, and they were nice guys, but they, they stare. And it's like, guys, you know that this is a joke. If you want to make this work, give and, me a little fake laughter at least, and let's yeah. meet each other halfway, and then we can get rolling a little Any bit. Any corporate... Sometimes they're just... They fake just, laughter. But do you know so what I'm saying? Do <laughs> you ever do a corporate, and you're like, there's no reason for them not to laugh at that? I you mean, know why they don't laugh? Because you know, got Even out of politeness, just laugh. Right, you know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, let's but, get yeah. the ball rolling. Yeah, but no. The, that, those gigs always are going to fucking blow. It's not yeah. a comedy club. We always get sucked in with the money, and then we figure with our comic ego that I can pull it off. <laughs> yeah. I, you right. know, I can somehow do this. Yeah, you start, it's like, fuck it, I'll do it. And you know, what are you going to do? Take a hot one? You got a great story. I did a show outside in the afternoon at a beer fest uh, uh, next to a skydiving simulator after a band. And I went, I I got this. I I think I can do it. And a guy would run by and go, funnels! In between every joke. (laughs) And then it fucking rained. And the, they had, I was under an umbrella he, uh, a thing here. They were literally way over there. And they would stop raining. They'd come back. Around four times it happened. And I still kept going. We're fucking lunatics. Do, do you remember the country club we did when there was no mic and they weren't going to pay us if we didn't do the show? Yeah. And I just said, fuck this. And I ran out there with nothing, just start talking to them. It was like a horseshoe with a bunch of old people. Yeah. We're in the middle just fucking, we're just talking <laughs> to ourselves. Literally just talking. It's like doing, you're acting a mirror. People like this. Or Ellie's like, I went out with all my energy. Got fucking money and jump back in the car and left. That was a fucking bad gig. What about that one for the marathon victims? Oh shit! I, oh my god, poor Gary Gullman. Me, Nick DiPaolo. We did one for Twinkle Toes, for the people. It's a foundation that for uh, you know people who watched the episode of Fred Flintstone where he was a really good bowler. (laughs) (laughs) Twinkle Toes, right? (laughs) Wrath. Yeah, but Rath likes that Is alternative shit. Is anybody booking any other podcasts? <laughs> um, I booked this gig. It's all cops. It's around 400 cops, New York cops. So they're friendly people. <laughs> and I say to him, I go, listen, you got to have a stage. You got to have a mic. You, I, I'm not usually, because usually you do cop things. They get too fucking drunk. And they start yelling out. And who are you going to call? <laughs> There's nobody. You're done. You're fucking done. So I said, and they was like, no, Bobby, we're going to have all, it's going to be great. You're going to be fine. I go, look, I'll, I can get you Gary Gullman. You can get Gary Gullman? I go, I can try. Oh, my God. Call Gary, absolutely, for the Boston bombing. I maybe get Nick DiPaolo. Are you kidding? Call Nick. Yeah, for clear. What the fuck's it for? 
Fucking yeah, fucking terrorists. <laughs> yeah, fucking, as long as there's no fucking soccer moms there. So, I do this gig. We, I, I get to the gig. Gary texts me, like, panicking texts. Like, where are you? And I'm like, fuck, I'm right here. I go in. It's a bar. It's an Irish bar. Three levels. Fucking stacked with cops. You can't even hear yourself. I look around the corner. Gary's sitting there like this. The, Gary's, the opening act was three 14-year-old Irish girls doing Irish step dancing. Oh. Getting booed. They, they booed them. They booed the 13 They booed the oh. fucking girls. Irish step dancers. Gary oh, goes, they were Irish. I go, I go, where's the stage? There's the front window. He goes, when those girls are step dancing. Yeah. He goes, right here. I figure you'd do it, I figure you, I figure you'd do it right here. I go, I go, I, we're panicking. I go, oh, we need somebody right now to tell everybody they got to be quiet. But I believed show. you were going to do it. Well, here's the deal. Uh, the guy goes, this guy grabs the mic. He goes, give me that. He goes, hey, shut the fuck up. Now Gary Goldman. No, he goes, I'm Lieutenant fucking Blabber. <laughs> shut the fuck up. The whole bar. <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> and he goes, give it up for Gary Goldman. <laughs> Gary fucking walks out. He fucking goes out and he goes, he does a fucking Patriots Tom Brady. joke. Does How a good pa- Tom Brady is. He does a Patriots joke York Giants fans. in front of fucking New York cops. And then he, he does the whole joke, nothing. Then he goes, no, no, again. And does the joke again like they didn't hear it. Oh. Then he looks at me and he goes, Bobby, I can't do this. I saw like a tear welled up in his eye. Oh my Nick, God. Nick DePaulo walks by the window, sees me sweating just the back of my head. <laughs> he fucking walks, turns away, and leaves. Uh, he left. He, left. <laughs> he didn't even do a set. He grabbed the guy on the way out, goes, Hey, fucking Nick DePaulo. He goes, Ah, fuck me. No, he fucking left. How did your set go? I did good. <laughs> I did good. This is the, f- the only laugh. The only laugh. <laughs> The only laugh that I got, these two blonde girls were walking by, and I go, ah, oh, look at these two hot blondes. I go, ah, oh, one's hot, one's not. And the ugly one went, like she knew who I was talking about. <laughs> Listen, man, um, I guess we got to wrap this up in a couple minutes, but I just want to get real quick, uh, I want to get two more bomb stories out of you. Your, yours, we got yours. Yeah, but What's I was the, on a show for um, Torgasm. Oh shit! You didn't. Well, you got a bomb story in Villanova. Oh, when the kid heckled, like heckled in front of eleven thousand people. It's one of the funniest things I saw a comic do. You know, comics get mad and they swear and they kick shit over, and they break shit or they fucking. Gary Gullman is such a nice guy. He got mad and he went, "Fuck! I knew I shouldn't have fucking done this." And he reached in his fucking pocket and he fucking grabbed change and he went, "Fucking what?" <laughs> At the audience? No, in a parking lot alone. Oh. <laughs> I thought he meant you were on He stage. didn't know I was there. And I just heard, ting, 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 ting. Oh, my God. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It was, it was like had, a buck and change. It was a dollar twenty-five. It was a lot of change. For a, for a Jew, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Did it feel good to do that? Oh, my God. It felt a One of the big best. Exhilarating. Exhilarating because he was laughing. I was on the fucking ground. Can I? Can I? Can I tell Pete one? Can I? Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if you remember this. Remember when we did that gig in Texas where they flew us down? They paid us three grand. Yeah, it was different rooms yeah. we had to play. These three biggest banks in Texas had this multi-joint whatever Christmas party in this hotel, yeah. and it was just like all these different rooms. Huey Lewis in the News was playing in one room. There was like a magician in one room, and then they had comedians. It was me, Pete, and Tom Cotter, and they just kept rot. We had to rotate from room to room, and. People would just channel in and and watch us, and they were like, "You got to be squeaky clean. You got to be squeaky clean." We're there. We're there. We're like, "This gig fucking blows." We just start getting hammered, and we're just throwing back whiskey. And I just remember the end of the night, you were the last one on. Everybody got through being clean on that pizza on stage, and he's you're just shit housed, and you go, "You know, fuck, fuck, ah, fuck, shit." I wasn't supposed to fucking wow. say that. And I remember, <laughs> and I remember walk, the end of the night. Walking by the room where we got paid, and I saw you in there with the lady that paid us, and you're just going, 
hey, again, I'm real sorry about saying <laughs> fucking shit. I didn't mean to do that. I'm real sorry. <laughs> well, there's... Pete, Pete, tell me one of your stories. Well, two, the one you're talking about, if you don't remember, this people had so much money. It was oil, not bank. It was oil I was money. Well, okay. That not, they had different rooms, and then they had the whole lobby of this beautiful hotel, and the rooms looked out to it. While Joe's performing, I swear to God, you know what starts coming out of the ceiling in the lobby? Trapeze people. They hired trapeze. <laughs> so everyone's looking trapeze beyond people. Joe. And he's like, what's going on? I go, dude, there are people coming out of the ceiling, swinging on... I mean, what good? What good as comedians, but what the fuck? I mean, even I would turn around. And then the other one, Kyle, do you remember the time I opened for you at, for those really, that really, really rich guy? He had a party just for the new opening of his garden. It was like France. It was this huge... And his son was a big Colin fan from the comedy cellar. These people were so rich, I did a joke about flying commercial, and they didn't even get it. Because I go, oh, right. They don't even... Because they fly... All right. So... Wow. You eat it beyond eat it. But, you know, the thing about it is you're going home, we're going home in the car service, and you're like, you know, oh, that sucked and stuff. And I'm like... Dude, there was a fountain right in front of you, like not even to that wall, a giant fountain on with the water flowing and people sitting behind it. But we're so hard on ourselves. I'm like, how do you expect to get laughs between, uh, there's a fountain between you and the audience. (laughs) And you're such a comics comic. The next day, now it's like a Tuesday night at the cellar, right? Nobody knows about what happened. Nobody cares, right? Right. Colin's on stage and I walk by the comedy cellar to go to the bathroom. Nobody knows anything. As he's on stage, he goes, That's right, Cordelli. I fucking bottled last night, but I got paid. I got paid. I got my money. I got paid. But, you know, as if, like, somehow he's beating me to the punch because I'm going to tell everybody that he bombed at this guard. And you, and you still are. What? Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, what's, your, what's, your, uh, what's your biggest bomb? All right. All right. Well, the one, the closest thing to, like, that hurts me the most, yeah. I don't know why, but I, I've been hired several times to be a crowd warm up guy. I'm you? Like, yeah. It's terrible. It, every time, it's, the, it's worse than the last time Isn't I did it. Isn't a crowd warm guy supposed to make people happy? And, yeah. And well, you, they <laughs> looked at your face and Kirk, they said you? Kirk right. comes right out of the gate, too. Here's the thing with the word cunt, everybody. That's just like warm-up that joke. <laughs> Did you ever think a, about rape, everyone? No, I, I try to, I try to crowd, like really get crowd warm guy for like a Serbian prison camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, one was Paul Mercurio. Had me fucking filling for him, and like you know, give me like low money or you know, like it was like so. I did a Daily Show, which is like easy. That was fine, but I did a uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, the daytime version, hosted by Meredith Vieira, and it's like that circular. Oh God. Yeah, and I. By the way, the Daily Show was like so easy to do. Like I just did a set. He heard you the first time. Yeah. (laughs) 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 But I had no idea what fucking evil demons people are for a fucking T-shirt of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. So I'm trying to do my set, and I was getting dizzy because I kept, I kept turning to, like, make contact with the whole circular thing. And as they started, like, they started booing me. Like, I gave a T-shirt to the wrong person, and they slowly started booing me. And then Meredith Vieira, like, hears this unhappy, should-be-warmed-up crowd. Like, what on earth? <laughs> and she looks at me. Dude, I, she never looked at me. Her face crinkled up so hard. Like, it looked like your face now looking at me. Meredith Vieira said, so like, oh, my God. Oh. And then uh, I got my shitty, like, $100 or whatever I got paid. And a janitor, there's a guy mobbing the phone. He goes, hey, uh, you that warm-up guy? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He goes, I heard you didn't do too good. <laughs> and I just followed, like, I walked out of a hallway with this guy mopping and laughing at me. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. You know, one of these gigs should have literally just say, fuck it, I'm never doing this again. Oh. We should, I mean, we just... But the point it. is, Kurt and Meredith Vieira should never have met during their lifetimes on this planet. <laughs> I know, it's amazing. Yeah. I've never seen such a look of disdain from someone I only saw on TV before. The epitome of the soccer mom and Kurt. <laughs> you don't have a gig like that? You don't have a, I'll never do... Th- I have... Pl- what do you mean? What do you mean? I have... You don't have any gigs. Right, I gotta go. Yeah, we gotta... We oh, gotta, shit. Oh, sorry. All right, buddy. I'll see you later. Colin Quinn, everybody. See you, Colin right. Quinn. Thank you, Quinn. I love you, buddy. What? That was the original podcast, by the way. By the way, me and Colin Quinn. It was me, Robert Kelly, and sometimes Colin Quinn. Where every night I would call him 
uh, anyways, I just started recording our conversations right. and putting them on the internet. And they're still on YouTube right now. Right. So that but, was the original show, but, not but that, me and you. No, the original You Know What Dude podcast. Right. I yeah. remember you sitting in my kitchen with me with your iPhone between us. And you right. said, you know what, dude? I think I'm going to call the podcast You Know What Dude. <laughs> I was there for the birth of the name of with, the podcast. Right. Well. I was with you. All right. I agree. But the original. I love you too. Listen, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> I think, I think the uh, guy is the guy. Where's the guy? Where, oh, miss, oh, we got to wrap it up, right? We went over. Uh, you're, you're, good. you're good. We can keep going. I got another one another to do. Another. Well, that means wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you think we could really fucking talk for two more minutes? Um, all right. So listen, I want to thank all you guys for showing up. Uh, I appreciate this. This whole podcast phenomenon. Everybody's got a fucking podcast. I know everybody does one. Pete does one. You do one. Joe's going to do one. Gary doesn't do one yet. But you, are you going to do one? You and Ryan Hamilton? Oh, yeah. The, the Sweet Sweet Angels of Comedy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Will you just talk about nice things? Yeah, we're called the Even Couple. <laughs> <laughs> but I really appreciate you guys who listen, listen to the show. show. Um, uh, I, I, this, this podcast, I always try to keep it like a comic hang. I have a bunch of guys on, and it's just, there's no topics, there's no nothing, there's no direction. It's just us sitting down and yapping, and sometimes it's uh, hilarious, sometimes it's intense, sometimes people fight, but uh, I love doing it, so I hope you guys uh, had a good time. Give it up for uh, Kurt Metzger, Pete Corielli, Joe DeRosa, Gary Gullman, Amy Schumer, Colin Quinn. And I'm Robert Kelly. Thanks for showing up, you guys. I really appreciate it. Don't stop filming my face. Don't stop.